0: Welcome back to Beat. Today is May 3rd, and we are recording episode 11 in My Little Falls Studio. I'm Rob Drum, and as always, I'm here with the man who controls the controls, Dave Warner. What's going on? Rob, you're going to get demerit points today? It's 10? No, 12. Really? Episode 12, yeah. Oh. You know, take the notes there and mark it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, minus five points. I'll have to earn them yeah. back in the podcast yeah. somehow. You're going to lose it here. That's okay. All right. I, I've already lost. I showed up. <laughs> Spring is here. We're doing good. It is. Yeah. Lovely. We have another great show for you today. We are joined by Jason Rathbun. He is the head baseball coach at Herkimer College, and he is joining us on our StreamYard uh, conference line. How you doing? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, joining. I know that we had tried before, but your uh, you're scheduling and season and delays and all that fun stuff with uh, the crazy season that is the 2020 year is nuts. So we're uh, we're happy to have you on.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's great to get a chance to get on. Uh, it's definitely been trying times for us this spring, but uh, between our on-campus housing units up there and running those and, and getting spring baseball
0: off the ground, it's it's been busy, but so far it's been very rewarding, so it's been good. Great. Uh, one of the questions we usually start out with is is how did you you know end up where you are? So what's your story getting to Herkimer and how you ended up as uh, the coach in res life and all the stuff that you do? When I, when
1: I graduated high school from Little Falls in, uh, 1996, my family had a long line of, uh, military service. So my first step was the United States army and had, um, dreams of playing baseball in college, but I don't know that I was ready right out of high school. So I went into service and grew up a little bit and was learned how to be more self-reliant and, uh. Played in some summer leagues and was having some success down in Georgia and got some offers to play Division One down in Florida after I got out of the Army and, and went down there, and it was a great opportunity. But something was calling for me to come home, and I was a little over my head down there, especially after not playing for a few years. So uh, I headed home and played here at Herkimer uh, my freshman year for Hank Testa, who had been here for about nine years. Uh, he was a teacher here, a professor here. Played for him both years. Uh, my my freshman year, we had a very good year. We we're almost 500. And then my second year, we made the playoffs. It was only like the second time in the program's history, so we had some success. And I moved on to Erskine College down in South Carolina on a baseball scholarship, and was a pitcher down there for two years. And when it came time to graduate, Coach Testa said he was getting ready to stop coaching baseball. It was just tough up here in the Northeast, getting the field ready all the time. And he had been doing it for a while. And I said that I was interested in taking it over. So I basically graduated from Erskine. I had I had one class left to take it, took like an independent study up here and helped Coach Testa his last year as an assistant and transitioned to the full-time role and really just built off the groundwork that he had had started here. You know, he he got the on-campus field going here. He got the program going. Um, and and we were we really just hit the ground running from year one, just recruiting heavily. We got a lot of good local players like Kyle Grupp from Richfield Springs and Brandon Davis from Herkimer. And the following year, we got Chad Sauls from Little Falls, who still may be, believe it or not, one of the best talented kids we've had locally. Um, and just kind of built some local talent with some couple kids from out of state and. Broke the win record our first year, and it's just been having a lot of success since then, mainly from good recruiting. We've been very lucky to have some great players come through here.
0: You, you mentioned recruiting, so th- that's a good dovetail into our next question. You know, Everything happens last year, your season, I'm sure, like softball and all the other spring sports gets canned with everything going on. So what does recruiting look like from that point of the 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 pulling of the plug of the last year, um, up until the beginning of this year. How did recruiting look? What's that look like um, from your aspect as a head coach?
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult. To be honest with you, we're not in a major area like Albany or Syracuse. So being from a small area, we have to constantly get our name out there. and And the best way for us to get our name out there is by having successful seasons. You know, kids talk about who's still playing at the end of the year, who the number one seeds are, who's playing in the playoffs who's playing for regional championships, who's going to the world series, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, you know, that stuff spreads. And, you know, when you see kids having a good time and we do, we have fun. Like I trying to emphasize that more with kids this year than ever before. Just have fun, man. Like, you know, we take these things for granted and sometimes, you know, we try to play all proper in the old school way of respecting the game. I'm, I'm kind of more about having fun and enjoying the moment now. I think that's one thing that COVID kind of taught us is to just be in the moment, and enjoy it. you just never know when it can get taken away from you. So we, you know, I'm, I'm happy with our squad this year. We were lucky to land a couple players because COVID wiped out their chances at another school and things like that. So, you know, we were successful in bringing some kids in, but I'm telling you, man, <laughs> the team we had last year was special. It was, uh, the kids that are here that have moved on are having huge years. We got a kid that's pitching down at Rutgers in the Big Ten Conference. They just swept Nebraska, the number 17 team in the country, Division One, and our guy closed out the series, uh, the first game of the nice. series. And Stanovich kid from Amsterdam. So, you know, seeing these kids move on and having success is, is a big part of our recruiting. So last year hurt for sure, but luckily we're having success this year and, and it's paying off, you know, we're getting, we're getting the messages now. So kids want to come.
0: Right. And, and, you know, you guys are off to a, a great start this year in the season. Um, So, so far up until the season, what, what do you think you're, uh, what's worked, what hasn't worked? Uh, talk to us and give us like a season overview.
1: Well, the lineup has been great for us. Uh we, I think we've done a good job of getting everybody on our team an opportunity. I think if you look at the normal landscape of college baseball, sometimes kids don't always get opportunities in games. It uh, comes down to practices in the fall and inner squads And sometimes kids just don't touch the field because they're not ready. I think if you look at our roster, one through 30, everyone's had multiple opportunities. So we've had a chance to get everyone out on the field. We've kind of molded into what our lineup looks like now and, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I think our first six hitters in our lineup are hitting over 400. Um, I think we've hit close to 50 home runs this year already. A little <laughs> little fall playing in Little Falls is nice. Um, definitely suits our type, our style. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been great. It's been a great year. We're 27 and two. This is probably our biggest week of the year. We just finished up. We we faced Niagara, who's always a regional power with us. Uh, we beat them on Wednesday in dramatic fashion. We were down eight-one in the sixth inning, in a seven-inning game. We scored two in the sixth, and then five in the seventh to push it to extra innings. They scored right away in the eighth, two runs, and then we actually hit a three-run home run to win it on a walk-off. So that was a big win for our guys. And then we ran into Monroe this weekend, who's uh, nationally ranked 13th in the country for Division Two. We played them four games and actually we're able to sweep them all four games. So to have a five and a week considering level competition is, is something we look forward to because playoffs start this Saturday coming up. So it was a good week for us in preparation for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And I've, uh, looking and jumping into Monroe being the most recent game. If I've done the math correctly, which not knowing what podcast number I'm on might not actually be true. But if I've done the math correctly, you guys went 44 for 22 in all four games in terms of home runs scored. That's ridiculous. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it's fun to watch <coughs> excuse me our um our offense is, is special uh it's it's got honestly um you know our, our leadoff hitters a, a division one commit to new mexico state couldn't go there because of covid he's actually from dallas texas but his father is in the military he's in the air force and he's actually originally from whitesboro so Nice. His grandmothers up here. His aunts up here. His uncles are up here. He's got family up here. He's just not from here. But you know, his cousins just graduated from Whitesboro High School, so they're the same age. Um, we're just lucky. You know, again, just lucky to get a kid like that. He's he's a superstar. He really is. He's got Power Five conferences looking at him right now as a freshman. Our two hole hitters, a Division One transfer from Charleston Southern. Our three hole hitters from Japan. Who's talking to Florida State right now and um, Maryland? Our our four hole hitters going to Rhode Island. Our five hole hitters talking to VCU. Our six hole hitters going to Bonaventure. Our seven hole hitters going to UMass Lowell. So, I mean, you're talking your first seven hitters right there are all Division One kids. It's uh, it's impressive. It, it is. It's fun to watch. It's definitely electric offense.
0: And it's and it's got to be rewarding for you as well as as a coach, knowing that, the you know, one of the things you wonder is, is this working? And, you know, obviously there's student athletes and student being the first word, there always first and important. But it, it's got to be a rewarding feeling for you, knowing that these kids are coming in, they're getting a decent education in Herkimer, they're playing ball and they're moving on to the next level. And it's it's definitely a good jump higher because of what they're getting here up on the hill.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, it's it's kind of like
0: a math equation, right? <laughs> you
1: uh, you put the pieces together what it takes to be successful, and and if all those pieces are there, you you tend to see success. You know, if, if kids are doing well in the classroom, they're they're getting good grades, they're over a 3.0 If you see them developing habits as far as the weight room goes and their conduct off the field and community service and Hey, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Who's there getting those things done? Um, it it <laughs> That stuff matters. You know, I tell my guys all the time, it's, it's about the process and the preparation, not about the result because the results come from that, that process. So, you know, I think we have a good formula of what works and what we're looking for. And some kids buy in and some, some don't, unfortunately. And that was one of the things I learned in college from, from my athletic director at Erskine it was taking a coaching class and, he was like, being a coach is really tough. You know, the one thing you have to remember is some will, some won't. And so, what. you know, you've got to move on and you've got to stick to what you believe is the right thing to do. So we've had to make some tough decisions for sure. But at the end of the day, I think we have the formula
0: what it takes to get to that next level. And we have certain expectations that it takes to get there. And you, uh, you talk a little bit too. you know, being that we're recording here in little falls, you played at vets park this year. Um, Is that something that's new, Uh, and and how did you like playing at Vets Park?
1: Yeah, to be honest with you, our our field on campus just hasn't ever really been done the right way. Uh, It's never really gotten a complete resurfacing, or it's just basically the original ground that it was built on. So I've found that the type of athletes that we're getting are super athletic and fast and can jump and can... You know, move. And when we were playing at home, it, it's very uh wet, swampy, not level, yep. uh, bad bounces, things like that. I almost found that it was a disadvantage playing at home. So, bringing guys to vets and watching them play in a regional and saying, "Wow, <laughs> you know, we move a lot quicker here." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it just kind of stood out to us. And you know, we've we've had discussions about building some turf on campus and things like that. We're just not there yet, especially obviously with COVID. Right. Um, those plans have, have been put on pause a little bit for now. So we're lucky enough to have a, a venue like Vets to have as a backup plan. And, you know, the mayor's been great with us. The, the grounds crew there, Chris Young and those guys are, are just awesome, awesome guys. So it makes it easy to do it because they're great about it. Um, and it's fun. You know, listen, there's, there's nothing wrong for me <laughs> going back to that field and making memories. I can tell you that, you know, I say it all the time. I I grew up eight, nine, 10, 11 years old on those little league fields, looking at that field just wishing one day, you know? So I, I called on my friends this year because I got a key to the field. There you go. Hey, get, <laughs> get the boys together. I, I finally got the key.
0: and and correct me if i'm wrong this year was a a milestone year among many other things you got to 500 wins as a head coach of the program and you did that on uh on the field over here at vets park so what's it like to do that in in your in your old stomping ground and and what does 500 overall mean um for you and for the program i
1: think it it's an it's a definitely a big number um I think it gives me a chance to kind of sit back and think about all the guys who've come through the program, all the messages that we got videos. My wife collected tons of videos from former players and things like that. And to kind of see their reflections of their feelings of when they were here and what it's meant to number me more, you know, at first I was kind of like, all right, let's, you know, (laughs) let's move on with it. Like, it's just a number, but you know, when you see those messages, I think it hits you a little bit more, the impact that you've had in people's lives and the direction that they've headed makes you proud. And, you know, it makes you keep going for sure. I always say these kids keep me young. Uh, just being around them makes me laugh. You know, we're, we're riding home on the bus last night, you know, and birds just beat from four games this weekend and, yeah. and having to travel back from Rochester. And, you know, there's, they're singing songs on the bus and, you know, it's just, it makes me laugh. It makes me feel good for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, obviously I know we've said it before if you weren't on the the broadcast here, but congratulations, you know, 500 wins. I, I do understand, you know, it may just seem like a number, but it's a number that many people don't get to. Um, and especially yeah. in, you know, especially in one place. Um, yeah. So I think congratulations. the longevity, I think the longevity is a big piece of it because,
1: you know, I'm lucky enough to have an administration that has supported me, you know, in my professional career to allow me to be there as long as I've been, you know, being a junior college coach is tough. It's, it's a grind. It's, it's not very glorious. There's not a ton of money in it. You know, you have to really have another job that can supplement that. And I've been lucky enough to have, you know, a a supporting staff at the college that, you know, allows me to do those things. So, you know, it's been great. I've had, a lot of great people be with me through it. Tommy Moreau from million has run the Legion program in this area for 30, 40 years, you know, and he's somebody that I love, you know, I love having him around and he's a legend in my eyes. And, you know, even somebody like my, one of my best friends growing up, Jeff St. Louis grew up across the street from me and on Sherman street over there by the track, by the pool. And, you know, we grew up playing with each other and, you know, he, I had him as an assistant coach for about seven, eight years and got to experience some of those things with him. So it's been great. You know, my assistant now is a kid that played for me and his brother played for me and he's from and we got a great relationship. So it's great to have somebody to experience it with and have people come along for the ride. But it's been great.
0: And I know the it was either the day of or the day after I saw PJ had posted a nice, you know, and it's got to be nice as you talk about the other people that you work with. And, and being from Herkimer College myself, um, not in the sports aspect, but in the, the student government and as a student aspect, you know, you guys in athletics overall do really have a family mentality and that spreads out into, you know, if, if you guys are hosting regionals for either or really any sport, you know, before COVID, obviously, you know, student body was always there, you know, and to some degree athletics run the social calendar of the school. Everybody's at games and stuff <laughs> like that. And when MV and Herkimer are playing in, in a sport of any kind, there is a circled calendar someplace making sure that there are people there. So.
1: Yeah. And it, but again, it starts from the top, you know, we're in our dugout and, our president's above us and on the deck with her husband, you know, and our athletic director, Donnie Dutcher's there. And our vice president, Nick Lano, is stopping by and the athletic department is stopping. I mean, we're, as you know, being from there, we're the, you know, Matt Lee, Pepe Aragon and and PJ are elite, elite coaches. And to be honest the college is lucky to have those guys because they help set a culture up there and, it's been very successful and we all lean on each other
0: and we're all very close. You know, we know each other's families very well and there's a lot of respect there for sure. And it, it, and it makes it fun. It makes it easy. And, you know, the hard decisions are hard, especially this year um, with COVID, you know, pulling plugs on certain sports and everything. But it's got to be easier when you know it's it's a family mentality of the people you're sitting on the table with.
1: Yeah, that's never easy. <laughs> no, I, no, that it's, it's, it's not something you easily say yes it was to. Brutal. But. It's the worst feeling ever. I, you know, we, uh, we, we literally were getting on the bus to go to to go to Florida last year. Yeah. Um, we, it was about seven o'clock at night. We were supposed to get on the bus, and they called me in to executive meeting at noon to cancel it. So it was. Yeah. It was heartbreaking and, you know, and then the just not knowing if we were going to get a chance to compete and, you know, seeing those kids crushed was, you know, I, I honestly don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I went home and would just wanted to be with my family and I, I advised my players to do the same thing. Just go home and be with your family and that's all we can really do right now until we get through this and thank God I had my
0: family. Absolutely. Uh, going back to the whole uh, COVID situation, how has it impacted your year, uh, you know, outside the, you know, the mask requirement and everything like that? Has there been any other significant impact that some on the outside may not see?
1: Yeah, I think these kids have sacrificed, you know, listen, at the end of the day, they're college students and they want to be able to socialize and have fun and, you know, interact with each other. I mean, it's, it's it's been a difficult task for these kids i mean they they've sheltered themselves they you know we've we've just had to brainwash them to stay focused for their season stay focused for your season you know this is the chance to play socially you can get to do some of those things over the summer like if you want to play baseball these are the sacrifices you have to make and it's a different climate you know and i mean we all you know we're all in college we like to interact with with girls and 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 all different kinds of people and just you know that stuff is not happening right i mean it's just it's it's really a a quiet non-functioning on-campus you know experience for them except for the athletic piece i mean even classrooms you know that's all virtual and you know we've done things to try to make it better we've required our student you know our baseball team is required to go to the library for their classes just to make them get up and brush their teeth and leave their dorm room you know we didn't want them just basically camping in their dorm rooms all day and things like that so we've just tried to find ways to be creative to keep them active and to keep them going and focused and they've been great I think that's the biggest thing I've been surprised about is the resiliency of these kids and and what they can do and what they can get through I mean they've just been incredible through this situation I mean God, I hate even saying this, you know, I got wood desk here, so I'm going to knock on it, but, you know, to have no baseball players come up with with positive tests and we ran a full fall season, you know, we've been playing and, and practicing and been together and been testing twice a week and wearing masks and we, you know, it's just, it's been nuts, but, you know, it's, it's work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because the- you're going into postseason with a, a 27 and two overall record with an eight and zero conference record. So, what does your uh, what's your postseason outlook looking like? I you know I would be
1: lying if I didn't say that the expectations are for us to get a full experience. And, and when I say full experience, I mean a chance to go to the World Series and compete with the final eight teams in the country. I think when you get a chance to do that, you get a chance to experience the whole thing uh, I think these kids deserve it they went out there and, and, and played really well during the regular season and you know hopefully they're playing well on that special weekend because really that's all it that matters once once the postseason starts the regular season numbers just really go out the door so they put themselves in a great position they've proven that they can do it now they just got to go out
2: and
0: and do it when it matters And, uh, you know, ending up here, we're going to give you a chance to plug whatever you want. So go ahead and uh, plug whatever you want. Well, no, I just, you know, I'm thankful for the community
1: and, you know, I think it's been good to get out there and play and see people in the stands and, you know, not see people throwing negativity out there because we, we are trying to do things, you know, and I think that's been the best part is, is just seeing the community come together and, be supportive and try to get through this and get to the summer. You know, I I think the summer, hopefully things will really make a turn for more normalcy and we can get back to doing the things we love, being with our families and enjoying the time that we have here for sure. So just a big thank you to my staff, my players, my family, and everybody that's been out there supporting us.
0: Well, thanks, man. I, Raz, I appreciate your time. And I, I know there's uh you got a game tomorrow and then your uh, post-season, you know, no rest for the weary, the, the war for the postseason this year starts on Saturday. And I'm assuming that these games are, if you're not going to be able to be in person are going to be continued to be streamed online. Yep. Yep. They're all, all the games will be streamed. Correct. Perfect. So we'll uh, we'll make sure that we put that out on our social media as well. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I, as ironic as it is, I, I wish you and your team a good fortune in the wars to come. It's, it looks like it's going to be a competitive uh, postseason. And it's good that you guys are finally getting a full season with the postseason. And, and good luck to you all. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate your time, man. That's Jason uh, Rathbun from Herkimer College. He is the head uh, coach for the baseball team. And uh, we will be right back after this for our commercial break.
2: Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of Little Falls, New York. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, and our events calendar. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling stories about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of local residents and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store or sign up for our weekly newsletter stop by today at mylittlefalls.com you'll be glad you did
0: and we're back and we're going to do our uh, press box segment now we've got some uh local sports and then we'll get into some other stuff at the end here so section three football west canada beat herkimer on senior night with a score of 16 to 6 uh that was just a, a lovely game i know my sarcasm put me on local news with uh, a wutr i had commented that uh, at the weather of the game, I always put like a tagline in the top of the email that I send out for stats. And it was something to the effect of, and it was a beautiful 41 degrees with 40 or 30 to 40 mile an hour winds and rain. <laughs> I, or I saw something. that. I saw and, that. I got that too. Yeah, and I laughed when and, I saw it. Yeah, I, I had to. And I, and I did it Roy Royer's a joke and totally forgot it was there. And then a buddy of mine's texting, dude, you, you made it, you made it. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? And I was like, that was pretty funny. So yeah, of course it would be my smart ass comments that get it, in there and it would else, be that of yeah. course. Uh, Little Falls edged out Mount Markham in overtime with a score of 7-6, to 6, and, and Dodgeville uh, pretty much destroyed Frank for 41-14. Uh, the crazy flex schedule that begins uh, this week in Herkimer County is upon us. Herkimer will host Central Valley on Tuesday at 7. West Canada will travel to Little Falls on Wednesday. Mount Markham will be in Frankfort on Friday night under the lights, and then Little Falls will be at Central Valley, and Herkimer will be in Dodgeville on Sunday, so this crazy schedule of getting four or five games and wrapping up seasons are coming into play with Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday night games, and it's crazy. Yep. Jumping to uh, girls' softball, Hamilton handled Sequoia Valley 19-2. to 2. Um, Boys' baseball, Camden beat Notre Dame 16-5. to 5. Uh, Girls' volleyball, Dodgeville defeated Herkimer uh, three sets to one, and Mount Markham swept Little Falls three sets to none. Uh, uh girls lacrosse Clinton uh, took on Mexico and they got the 15-1 victory and boys lacrosse Homer beat New Hartford 9 to 7 Whitesboro uh won against Fulton 13 to 7 and Rome Free Academy uh edged out Central Square 16 to 12 Again high school uh, coaches family and staff please make sure you send us your scores and we'll plug that at the end as well Um so Utica College, the uh Utica College lost a heartbreaker on the road at Nazareth with a score of nine to eight um for their girls lacrosse. This ends their Empire Eight hopes and their 20 uh 21 season. Uh it was a great game. Watch part of it online. Sam DeCondo, I think I said that correctly, scored uh to bring the game within one goal with about a minute to left, but Naz picked up the draw and ran out the clock. Uh, realistically, I think if there was a little bit more time on the clock and they could have gotten the ball would have been a different outcome, but great game to watch amazing season, uh, girls and congratulations. Um, also announced just today, the women's team had eight members named to the all, uh, conference team. So congratulations to Lexi, Sydney, Sam, Anna, Stephanie, uh, Lori, Claire, and Brianna. That's a huge honor and makes your team look pretty good. Uh, Jumping over uh, back here to Herkimer at Herkimer College, uh, women's soccer, blank Niagara County Community College, 8-0. And over on the men's side, the Generals uh, handed it to Erie County Community College and rolled to a 9-0 win. Uh, Raz kind of talked about it in the uh, interview section here. Baseball had a series over the weekend against Monroe County Community College. The Generals outscored Monroe 44-22 in their four games, and they won all four games as well. Uh, they improved to 27 to two overall after winning their last 16 consecutive games and hold an 8 and 0 conference record. The Generals will wrap up their season tomorrow, which is thir- uh, Tuesday, May 4th, taking on TC3. First pitch is set for two o'clock, and we will be plugging that on our uh, Facebook as well. Uh, jumping over to Syracuse, the lacrosse uh, lost in the worst way possible, um, one to Notre Dame, and the score was 22 to eight. Hughes forgot they had a game and they couldn't get the offense or defense going in any sense of rhythm. Um, just a horrible, disappointing game uh, and pretty sure this ends their season. So the the jokes about the funeral can start. I'm pretty sure it can start now. Um, they're now two and four in the conference and pretty sure selection Sunday for their bracket's not going to go well. In um, some offseason news and noting that today as I was just looking at some just stuff going on, uh, Syracuse sophomore Quincy Garrier Announced on social media he will not be returning for his junior season to the basketball and has entered the transfer portal and will test the NBA uh, draft waters, but has not hired an agent because apparently that makes all the sense whether you can go back to college if you hire an agent or not under their NCAA stupid rules. And uh, the women's team has uh, pretty much disintegrated their Syracuse Center and ACC freshman Kamala Cardozo has signed a financial aid agreement with South Carolina and we'll play with them next year. She is the 12th member of the uh, women's team to exit the program so the max, mass exodus does not look good. I mean, you know, one or two usually happens and some of the some of the guys that are reporting transfers or the grad transfers are saying because by or, um Bayheim's kids are both there, you know, they don't want to be part of that and and I whatever. If that's the excuse you're using, it's a weak to begin with. But when when twelve of your players are gone, there's something else. Yeah, there's something else there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on top of that because, you know, I bleed orange when I'm not bleeding green. Comets drop a close one to the Crunch over the weekend, and my buddy Chris Ezzo is likely really happy about that. Remember, Chris, you live in Central New York, and here we support the Comets. But they uh, tied up five five for the Galaxy Cup. Uh, Diamond Dogs continue to sprint forward to an opening day. They uh, have been posting uh, about their generous sponsors and supporters on their website. I believe My Little Falls is one of them. Absolutely. I I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure I saw you on there twice. So Maybe I got an extra in there. There you go. And we kind of maintain their website and do some other things. Great. So you're looking forward to their season as well. Absolutely. Normal. Coming back. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I will note if anybody's interested, that they are posting that if anybody would like to sing the national anthem at games this summer to please contact Travis. And as we get closer um, to the weekend and stuff like that, I'm going to post that over on our Facebook page. On the operations side of the house, they have hired John Freno as an assistant uh, coach for first base in the bench. John was with the Diamond Dogs in 2008 to 2011 in the same capacity. They also hired Cindy Berger in the souvenir shop and more importantly, the bartender, because that's important. She'll be back for her 10th year. So congratulations to both of them. And also announced last uh, week that their Herkimer College alum, Vanny Patel, I believe I said that correctly, will be the operations intern for the summer. She was an NCJAA All uh, First Team All-American as an infielder at HCCC and served as the captain for her two years there. She currently attends college at Manhattan College in Firestone, Colorado, which is probably fun time. Might be. Better than here? Nah. Well, we'll, we'll nah. find out. Nah. Uh, jumping over to IndyCar, we had a scary crash that led to Connor Daly skidding across the finish line upside down with a green flag. That looks like lots of fun, but he climbed out unharmed. Um, they were talking afterwards, and they just did a bunch of crazy simulations. The amazing tech that goes into that. I, w- I Just to drive one of those at like 100 miles an hour, I'd freak out, but full speed flipped. Said he was nervous and shaken, but he had full, you know, faith in all the tech that they did and, and just a credit to their safety. It was going yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he crossed the line. Yeah, right? yeah. Please make sure your hands are inside the <laughs> yeah. ride at all times. That's just crazy. Yeah, um, that was pretty freaky to watch that on TV. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. I would not <laughs> want to be that. I, I want to drive it really fast. I don't want to have an accident like that. Yeah. Uh, Pato Award, uh, Award took the checkered for his first career win at the Texas Motor Speedway. And over at NASCAR, Kyle Bush got his first win of the season and another crazy ending with a wreck and pit road and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, craziness over in Kansas, but that's, uh, you know, to be expected. And something I thought that was a little funny, um, little brother and brother humor, Kurt Busch surprising his brother, Kyle, um, it was also Kyle's birthday so he hired a mariachi band to play for him and they just had to move a little bit and do some logistics because instead of being in the uh where all the trailers were and everything they had to go to Victory Lane. So they took a mariachi band to Victory Lane <laughs> and if you want to get a you want to get a little humor check out uh Kurt Bush's Instagram account because they posted four or five videos that he wasn't in the Victory uh area yet he was waiting and then he walks in and the mariachi band starts playing and they, they had a good <laughs> I rating. I didn't see that. Yeah. It, it's pretty it would be funny. good. Yeah. Uh, quick on baseball, Yankees continue to suck and are in last place. Mets continue to do well, and they are now tied for first place with the Nats, and that's all I'm saying about that, and Zach Steele, I don't want to hear it. Um, the NFL draft happened over the weekend, lots of stuff to unpack there. Uh, my personal favorite moment as a Dallas Cowboy fans was first round Jerry Jones, obviously of the Cowboys, traded their 10th pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for their 12th pick and a third rounder. Philly drafted Heisman Award winner Devonta Smith out of Alabama. Roll Tide. The funny part about this is, is the Giants were drafting in the 11th hole, and uh, that was their pick. So had this not happened, uh, you know, it would have been a different outcome. So Dallas continues to stick it to Jason Garrett after he was our head coach of mediocrity for all those years. And part of that's Jerry Jones's fault, but it's just nice to know that the Giants are crying and this season hasn't even begun yet because Dallas did something. So... <laughs> <laughs> Local news: Some Syracuse. Uh, we had some Syracuse uh, players get drafted into the uh, draft in the third round. Uh, defensive back Andre Cisco uh, was selected 65th overall, and he will be playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And defensive back, and I'm not going to say this name right, so I apologize. It's Infitu Melifunwa. Cool. Was selected 101st overall, and he will go to Detroit. So you know, you know, if you just said that fast, nobody would have known you were wrong. Yeah, I would have though. Just make <laughs> something up and just go with I, yeah, it. No. Yeah, Yeah, again, yeah. And uh, ending here with uh, it was the hun- the 147th running of the Roses took place at Churchill Downs uh, over the weekend for the Kentucky Derby. Tons of people in attendance, lots of funky hats, and one winner: Medina Spirit. This gives Bob this gives Bob Bafford his seventh overall, which is number one all time. The hats were cool. All hats like are em. always cool. I like them. And I and you know, it, it they were talking, they were showing some of the you know the players in sports and stuff like that, and they had Aaron Rodgers who looked like he was gonna be a deputy dog, and they had Tom Brady there and somebody had a really funny meme on. I think it was Reddit. It said, uh looks like Aaron Rodgers is the federal investigator here to arrest Tom Brady who just robbed a bank. And I'm <laughs> like, that's really funny. So yeah. And he's not going to the Patriots, right? Oh yeah, I don't know. Aaron yeah. Rodgers decides that he doesn't want to play in Green Bay, but he's still in Green Bay. Nothing's been done. They're committed to him a hundred percent. Nobody's made a play for him yet, but that's he doesn't. A, that's want That's a to funny play. mess, isn't it? But how bad does it have? And apparently, there was something the other day that said he'll go back as long as the GM's not there. So if you're the and the and the and Green Bay is different because there's no single owner. It's a board of directors. They have corporate shares of everybody who owns the team. What do you do if you're in that point? Do you bet on Aaron Rodgers, who's in the latter end of his career? Do you take a GM who has proven that he kind of can do what he does? But I I don't know what you do in that sense. Rodgers isn't done yet. I don't think so. And he's pissed. He's really pissed. Chip on his shoulder, pissed off Aaron Rodgers, saying you either win or you're gone? We could see him state farm all the time. (laughs) Discount double check, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. But that'll be interesting to follow through the the offseason, what goes on. Yeah. I don't. all right yeah and apparently we got racing here in little falls yeah yeah nascar is out there in the middle they War- warming up for our next segment right yeah <laughs> you know uh, those guys wouldn't be bad to talk to they got those what do they call those darn cars where they've got them all mods yeah, mods i don't know what but yeah they got Might. them all souped up yeah they do And I, I think some people spend more on their car than i spend on my house yeah uh, they may Not me. All right. Coaches and staff, please include us in your sports reporting for games uh, at sportsbeat at mylittlefalls.com. For updates and highlights throughout the week, find us on Facebook at Sportsbeat with Rob Drum. For all your local news, sports, and our podcast home, find us at mylittlefalls.com. For Rob Drum, here with Dave Warner, we'll talk to you next week.